0: Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. (laughs) Hey there, bright lights. It is so good to be with you today. I am Angela Mazzi. I'm architect and career coach, and I just want to say thanks for listening in and being part of the architecting community. Together, we are building a community around the importance that the built environment has in quality of life, health, and well-being. But we can't do that if we don't feel confident or we don't know how to speak up or we don't know how to work and navigate office politics. If we don't have impact, it's awfully hard to make a difference. So I help you each week with useful tips, sometimes on how to be a subject matter expert, but often it's centered around ways to get past. All the things you've bought into about why you don't have enough time, or why you can't make a bold move, or why you just need to put a few more years in yet, or it's a new company and you have to get the lay of the land, right? All the things we say to buy ourselves time. All the ways we play it safe and live what I call the first available life. What's that? Well, it's like when you walk into a restaurant and they're crowded and you just want to eat and you say, I'll take any table, whatever is first available. How often do you catch yourself taking what's first available in your career? Instead of being more strategic and going for what you want, how many times do you say, I need a paycheck, so I'm going to stay at a job I hate, or I'm not sure I can walk away from these benefits, or maybe the devil you know is better than the one you don't know, and if I change jobs, I'll be more miserable than I am right now, or Maybe no one would value me if I move on, right? All the ways we count ourselves out. All the ways we look at what are considered the safety metrics of how we do our job. The things we know we can nail. But you know what? Sometimes what you're good at isn't what you like to do. And I know this from experience. So... I started out early in my career and quickly got promoted to being a project manager. Now, that seemed like upward mobility and a big score when I was a young architect working at a small firm on small projects because being a project manager also meant I was the lawyer, the real estate agent, the designer, you name it. I wore many hats. However, I quickly noticed when I moved to a bigger firm and had bigger projects that suddenly being a project manager wasn't so much fun anymore. It was all billing and scheduling and administrative headaches and writing contracts, and I never had a chance to draw. And I had to do some serious soul-searching around this because... It felt like a demotion to not be a project manager, right? That's the high rung on the ladder, the brass rings we're all supposed to swing for. But it wasn't what I really wanted to do at all. Just by taking the default options, by going for what's first available in your career, you can quickly find that you end up being really good at stuff That if you have a choice, you'd rather not be doing at all. So how do we do this? How do we stay motivated, stay clear, and focus on the career we want that's part of the lifestyle we want, right? Because it isn't just about work. There's a whole bigger picture world out there about what we love to do that we want to keep doing. And so this is an interesting problem to have, right? Knowing that you're good at something, but you don't really like it. So what could you do that you're good at and that you like? Well, I find this is a huge problem that creatives have. We kind of feel like what we love to do must not be the right thing, that that's just something to dabble in or play around with. Instead, we feel like we are quote-unquote supposed to do certain things and get certain outcomes. So there's a certain structure, especially in the architecture, graphic design, or other kinds of more service-based creative businesses where you are supposed to do things a certain way. And if that way vibes with you and picks up on your talents as well as what you love, what your passions are, awesome. But if it doesn't, you're kind of this square peg trying to just squeeze in there, right? And shave off your corners so you fit, which doesn't feel good at all, right? Can you relate It's really easy to know what we don't like, right? We have this visceral reaction to it. We tend to complain about it, have negative thoughts. We could recognize what doesn't feel good and what we don't like really clearly. But it's the story around that then that matters. Because instinctively, if we don't like something, we would walk away from it. But we've trained ourselves to stay in it because we think we have to, because we don't know how to move towards what we do like. And we've spent so much time inuring ourselves to what we think we're supposed to be doing that we've completely lost sight of what would bring us joy. To help you with this, I have a free tool. It is right on the front page of my website. So if you go to architectingpodcast.com, you can download something called an archetyper. And what is an archetype? Well, it is a radar graph, and it has multiple listings of types. Now, I know you've probably said, I've taken personality quizzes or aptitude charts. I've seen all this stuff before what's different is I made this and I made this specifically for design professions. So the roles and the descriptions that you see are very industry specific. So you will read them and you will understand what they are and you will relate to them. So what I want you to do is you you look at the graph, right? And the center is zero. And if you go all the way out to the edge of the circle, it's a 10. For each of the aptitudes and traits listed. Read it. Think about what you know about what that kind of work entails. These are not job descriptions. They're really roles you play. So where you work, there might be three or four of these bundled into a particular job description. So don't worry about labels. Just worry about the role that each of those plays and rank it in terms of what excites you, what lights you up, what things just click with you. And then when you're done, you can connect the dots. And the way that I've grouped these, like things are kind of adjacent to one another on the edge of the circle. So what you should start to notice is that there's a clustering of the things you really like, and the other things kind of diminished on the wheel sort of like a wind rose. and what's great about this is that now you can look at this and rather than try to fit these unearthed surfaced interests and aptitudes into an existing job description you can say how can i use these what can i create now that i understand that this is where i want to play what size company might i need to work at so i wouldn't have to do any of the other stuff or who could i hire who could do some of that other stuff so i don't have to it's a great tool to really help you get clarity on what you love not what you think you're supposed to be doing it's totally free i made it just for you i actually originally developed this uh few years ago when i was writing my career crisis book and i pulled it out as a standalone because i think even though it's part of the book i don't want you to have to buy the book i think this is valuable enough that you need to get it for free you need to understand this about yourself get these insights and start applying them if after you do that you're like i want more you can buy the book it's available on amazon or You can buy my new digital course, which is kind of an expansion of a lot of the themes in the book. It is called Thrive. And there's also a link to that on the front page of the website. If you're interested in that, if you want to go even deeper, if you want to take a four week journey where we'll go one by one and unpack how to get clarity, how to build your network how to work with people, especially when you encounter difficult people or problems, how to work with cycles of creativity and understand that it's not always about making and producing, but there also needs to be time for integration. You can learn a lot more there and it's a great class. I have offered it before and had great outcomes with those who took it, great feedback. I packaged it all up at a special price, so you will get six videos of me teaching you the lessons, plus you will get four 60-minute audios that were pre-recorded from when I taught the class live, and you can hear audience Q&A, which is also so beneficial because we can learn from others' questions. And then workbooks to go along with it. Normally, I sell this class for $150, but I'm running a special right now and it goes through the end of the week. If you use code LD21, you will get the class for just $100, and it is worth so much more than this. Um, This originally, when it was offered as a live class, sold for $400. Now you can get it for just $100 if you act right away, and I think you will find that it is a really valuable insight. So start with the free stuff, download the archetyper, and then go from there. If everything clicks for you and you think you got this, that's awesome, and I'm really happy for you. On the other hand, be honest with yourself. If you look at it and you're like, I still feel lost. Or I don't know how to apply this. Or I have a little bit of clarity now about myself, but I don't know what to do with that. Don't waste time. Don't waste years of your life staying stuck. I have these resources. I made them for you. Invest in yourself. I hope that this helps. I hope that you're seeing how you do not have to take the first available life. You do not have to do what people say you should be doing. You get to choose. You get to have the corner booth in the back. You get to have the party room. You get to have the table for two. Whatever you want because you are worth it. Choose you every time. Don't take the default option. Always question the premise and stay strong. Know know that what you want is out there. And you do not have to settle ever. You can have your dreams. If this was helpful for you, please subscribe to the podcast. Join my email list. Both of those are totally free. Tell a friend if you think they could benefit from this information. When we build a community like this, we help one another and we're able to get momentum Because what someone else is doing, now you can see where you feel stuck. You can reach out and get a question answered. So definitely join the Instagram or Facebook page and continue to be part of the community working together to take a stand for reaching our true creative potential and making a difference because it matters. Take care for now. I love you all. Bye. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired.